if I start playing golf, I'm not going to quit because I don't make money doing it. I do it because it's a hobby and I love doing it. Whereas podcasting is like in this weird space where if you do it as a hobby, you expect to make money at it. And if you do it for a business, you expect to be a six-figure monthly entrepreneur because that's some other people have done that. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I share stories of indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. I've got a slightly different format today as I'm speaking with podcast expert Mark Asquith about the benefits of podcasting for indie hackers. Mark is no stranger to building businesses, running a portfolio of podcast-focused businesses here in the UK. He's bootstrapped most of them, but has also raised funding for others, so he's got experience on both sides. Before we get into the conversation, a quick word about the sponsor of Indie Bites, Weekend Club. If you've listened to the pod before, you'll know how much I love this community of indie hackers all working together to achieve our goals. Some of us collaborate on projects, others prefer to work on their growing profitable businesses alone. We join up every Saturday for deep working sessions to make sure we're making progress, supported by everyone along the way. If this sounds like a community you'd like to be a part of, head to weekendclub.co and use the code IndieBytes for your free 30-day trial. On to the episode with Mark. Mark, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. You're a big podcast guy. You've been in the industry for a while. What makes podcasting such a good medium? I just think it's because you can take it as far as you want. Like, you know, I came into podcasting at a time when it wasn't the business that it is now. We're seeing tech company after tech company coming into the space just because it, it's, it feels like a nascent industry to be able to make a bit of a money in and solve, and I'm doing this in air quotes, solve problems in because a lot of the things aren't problems. And I was into it before it became the big media. I was into it before it was people talking about what they love doing. And I think that that level of podcasting is why people love it. Forget the big wondrous sales and the Spotify acquisitions and the startups and all that good stuff. Forget all that stuff. People love podcasting because they can do what you and me are doing now and no one can tell them that they can't and no one can tell them they should be saying this right now or they should be saying that right now. And that's why it's done what it's done and that's why it's having a bit of a renaissance because flashbacks 2005, it was just, it was driven by RSS, but the, no one knew about on-demand everything push up to 2014, 15, it's on demand, everything. And suddenly audio is available on demand to the wider market. And I think that's why people love it, mate. You and I can do this. And someone who previously didn't know about on demand audio, but Netflix educated them, Spotify educated them, Uber educated them on getting stuff. Now they can get their audio how they want it and listen to you and I doing this. And that's the universal appeal, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that investment that's come into podcasting, Spotify, buying Gimlet and Anchor. Do, do you think that's a bad thing for podcasting or is it just something that's happened and will improve it for the better? So I, I, I tend to write a lot of stuff about this kind of thing. And I wrote a, a piece a while ago about indie podcasting versus quote unquote big podcasting. And I think the thing is that podcasting, it's termed podcasting, but actually it's not, a lot of it's not, it's just on-demand audio. And I think if you think about it like that, it doesn't really matter what Spotify are doing. Let's assume that you're the person that reports to the Spotify investors, right? What's the one thing you want to improve? It's time on the app. That's it, simple. That's your mm -hmm. single biggest KPI apart from cash at bank and revenue received. It's time in app. So what are you going to do? You find the places where people are fracturing out of your ecosystem and you make sure that you cover them in your ecosystem. So Spotify are just doing that. It's easy. It's obvious. It's a no brainer. 
they'll, they'll probably add audiobooks and they'll add other stuff that we've been talking about for a while. Like it's not a surprise. So what they're doing is fine. And then you add the other layer into it, the other level of investment. There's two other sides of investment that I talk about here. There's level, uh, levels of investment in tech, in podcasting that isn't Spotify, which is fine. Investors are seeing that as a nascent growing medium, whatever it is, what it is. And then you've got investment in media. So wonder is they've got investment. They're now today just in pod news. It's looking like they're looking for a buyer, which feels weird. So you've, you've got all these different pots of investment, but none of this affects you and me doing this. It doesn't because we aren't interested in a movie deal. We aren't interested in selling our SaaS business. We aren't interested in keeping people in our app and driving ad revenue and taking 30% of the ad revenue plus scaling IP out into movies and TV franchises. We're doing this because we want to do something else with podcasting. So it just so happens that on-demand audio is piggybacking off the back of the word podcasting. So I believe it's, it's good for podcasting just as much as it is bad for podcasting. And I think we're starting to move towards a fracture where on-demand audio is going that way and it's big business and that's the big audio. And independent podcasters, you and me, we're doing our thing and we're staying true to open RSS and X, Y, and Z that makes podcasting what it is. So I think it's I, I think it's too broad a question to say, is it good for podcasting? I think it's more about actually what will this cause podcasting to look like in five years? And that is very different. And th there's so many more podcasts now than when you started, when I started. It seems that everyone wants to start a podcast. Is it something that's oversaturated? I get this question a lot and I look at YouTube channels and there's 25 million YouTube channels, yet people don't blink at starting one because the audience is there. Yet there's less than a million podcasts. Is that still right? Less than a million? No, there's about 1.3 now. One, there's 1 1.3 million podcasts. Mm. People think it's oversaturated. What's your view on that? It's only oversaturated if you have no interest in building an audience. So there's so many people start a podcast because it's just easy. You and me can do this. And then they hit a plateau with their download. So before this, I did a, a, an online summit just before you and I recorded. And then before that, I recorded an episode of the Accelerator Show, my podcast Accelerator uh, Show that I do. And it was about when you quit podcasting too early because it's not paying its way. And I was like, wait a second. If I start playing golf, I'm not going to quit because I don't make money doing it. I do it because it's a hobby and I love doing it. Or if I invest in search marketing or Facebook marketing, social marketing for my business, I expect it to deliver results for my business. Whereas podcasting is like in this weird space where if you do it as a hobby, you expect to make money at it. And if you do it for a business, you expect to be a six figure monthly entrepreneur because that's some other people have done that. So it's in this weird position where people are making it out to be this monetization channel. Whereas like people like you and me, it's, I'll talk about Star Wars. I don't expect it to make money because I would talk about Star Wars anyway. Mm -hmm. That's never going to stop. And on the other side of it, you and I talk podcasting. You said, should entrepreneurs start a, a podcast? Yes, but the product isn't the podcast. It's rarely the podcast. And the one exception to that rule is that if you start a podcast and it is the product, you go into that with your eyes open and you put 40 hours a week into building the podcast and building the audience. So it's this, it depends why you go into it. So back to the question, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an indie hacker, if you're someone bootstrapping a startup that wants to start a podcast, be really clear on the fact that this is not your product. This is a way of James proving to me that he's really bloody good at what he does. And so that if someone says, why would I use James instead of that person? listen to this back catalog of stuff because it's really bloody good at what he does. That's the reason for starting it. So 
Should you start one? Is it too saturated? No, it's not too saturated because some people will like what you say and some people won't like what you say. The goal is to attract those that do and continue to prove that you can keep doing what you say you will do when they start buying from you. That's it. And you've been doing podcasting for a while. What does it take to, to build and grow a podcast? Loads of time, but it's like anything. You start and build a business and the second you get your, I remember when we built Captivate, we, when we saw the first sign up, I was like, this is badass. This is awesome. Look at this. And then years and years later, you're scaling it, you're scaling it, you're scaling it, you're scaling it. And it's the same with anything. Everything worthwhile takes time. And it's whether you've got to decide whether you're doing a podcast because it's a quick fad and someone said it's cool or whether you think it's worthwhile because what it takes is time and it's, it, it is genuinely like a startup. You experiment, you test, you iterate, and you just continue to experiment and test and iterate. And it, 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 it takes the presence of mind to want to do that. And that is the, that's the thing missing from a lot of people at Podfade is that they, they expect it to be like an old school website, like a 2005 website, build it and they will come. And it's you and I both know it, it's never like that. Yeah. And how about tactically for indie hackers that might have started their own podcast and they're 15, 20 episodes in, they're not seeing that many downloads. What should they do to help grow that and push past the sort of plateau that a lot of people get to? Yeah, it's a good question. And I'll, I'll answer this from the perspective of what can you do that doesn't cost any money? And the answer to that is collaborate. Collaborate as much as you can. The way that I got into podcasting and in particular, the way that I was able to build Captivate quickly and when I'm, when I talk about building, I don't mean the actual physical building. I mean, launch to where it is now in terms of user base and revenue. We've not invested a penny in that. We don't do any marketing. We've not done anything. That all came from me putting four years of my life into doing this 10,000 times hmm. and doing it collaboratively and going out to events, which I know does cost money, but doing this online and interviewing and guesting and doing the online summits and ultimately embedding yourself in the community. So what can you do to grow a podcast tactically? Find the culture that you're trying to target in the hackers. And you can do that every day, but people don't because they want results too quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Embed yourself in communities and collaborate as much as possible. I think that goes for a lot of businesses, not just podcasting. If you apply that to to your business, you're, you're going to do okay. So we know Mark a ton about podcasts and you've been doing this for a while. Tell me a little bit more about you and how you started out with it and how you started out with your businesses, your agencies. Yeah, good question. So I'm just a, a generally an inquisitive person. I just get into things. I'm a bit geeky and techie. So I've got this real broad background. I, I actually, I left my, my last job that I ever had, but the last time I didn't work for myself was 2005, March, 2005, I left about a week before my birthday. And since then I've built businesses, I've freelanced, I've contracted, I've built agencies, I've left agencies, I've built startups, I've got investment, I've had things acquired, I've had things almost get acquired and that have fallen through. And we've been, I've had cease and desist letters. I've, <laughs> most things that happen, we have had happen. And I got into podcasting. The reason I mentioned that is not to sound like the know-it-all. It's because that's why I got into podcasting. So I'm a geek. I started getting into podcasting to talk about Batman. And you said at the beginning, mate, I own a business called Rebel Base Media. Like, it's very clear that I like geek stuff. I got into podcasting to talk about that. And it was fascinating because one of those things where I didn't necessarily get into it meaning to create these businesses. And what I did with every business that I've ever had, it was all just scratching my own itch, mate. It was just like, wouldn't it be nice if... I could just pass my WordPress support. Even though I built WordPress sites, I'm too busy. I don't want to do it. Wait a minute. There's no point in me buying that. I would may as well create a business 
and, and do it for others. So that's how it works. And that's how every business that I've ever created has started. And it's always like that. Have you funded everything yourself? I know when we spoke last, we were talking a little bit about bootstrapping and mm. you tend to fund your next business based on the money that the previous businesses has made. So is that how you fund a lot of things still? Yeah, I'm fortunate now to, to have a couple of businesses that are in, in strong revenue positions. But back in the day when we started podcast websites, I funded that from my salary with Kieran. We literally just funded it with our salaries, which was from my other business, the agency that I owned. And I funded that from, I was contracting for the Ministry of Defence. And every time I got paid, I put half of it into the bank account for the business and let that build from there. And then I paid my mortgage with the other bit. So I've always done that. I've only had, uh, I've had two levels of investment. One of them was for a startup a few years ago that was in the kind of marketplace space. We got cease and desist letters from some massive brands who then went on to try and acquire the brand. Like with the, and that was the only thing. We just had a pre-seed of 30 grand for that one. And then the other product. So everything else has been bootstrap podcast websites, Captivate in particular. We've got a very small pre-seed round for productivity, which is our, our interaction startup, which we'll be releasing in alpha very soon. And that's the only reason for that one was because we started that at the same time that we launched Captivate and we'd already plowed our investment from our revenue from podcast mm. websites into Captivate and wanted to fund a single developer for a year, but it was from a friend that I knew. And I, I've raised, I've gone through and gone through decks and raised money for other businesses and startups and just never really wanted to do it. It doesn't suit my personality. Mate. I'm not very good at it. I just, I can't be handling reporting to people like that. I, th I think that's good to hear for a lot of indie hackers who do want to bootstrap their businesses. And I think they're on a similar pace to you where they they want to own everything, but it, it does take a lot of, it's hard to fund your own thing, but I think you've got it lots is. of different revenue streams and you started lots of different things to be able to get to that point. I think that's a, it's a really nice way to, to round it off. And a few quick fire questions for you. I, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts and building up a list of books and podcasts that other people read and listen to. So what's your favorite book and, and what podcast you listen to, Mark? So my favorite book is E-Myth Revisited for Business. Every entrepreneur needs to read that. Michael Gerber, old school book, but it's a mindset book. In terms of podcasts, it depends, you know, what you're into, but I would always recommend Jordan Show. Jordan Harbinger is a friend, is an advisor to Captivate and, and Productivity. And the breadth of knowledge that you will get as someone that wants to personally develop is, is unrivaled on that one. So Jordan Harbinger uh, for the podcast. And then finally, is there anyone, any indie hacker or entrepreneur you admire, look up to, or who should people follow? I think probably Corey Haynes at Bear, Matri uh, Bear Metrics. Like that guy is just crushing it at the minute. Like he's always so inquisitive. And there's been a few times that I've been on calls with him and he's just helped me out with things because I've, I've had questions about some element of SaaS. And he's just brutal in how good he is and how analytical he is. So I just highly recommend following Corey Haynes. Absolutely. Super interesting guy who just left his full-time job to to go full-time on, on his projects, swipe files and his courses. So that's awesome. Mark, thank you so much for the conversation. You've been excellent. Where can people find you? Just hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Asquith. That's the best way. Just get in touch over there. And if, you, if you're into podcasting at all, just listen to the Podcast Accelerator. It's just no BS advice on how to do this. Amazing. Thanks, mate. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Indie Bites. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please do leave a review on iTunes. It does help the podcast grow. If you want to find any links or references from this episode, check the show notes at IndieBytes.co. 